This morning, I was flipping through my Bible, particularly the letter to the Hebrews. And in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 7 and 8, just leapt out at me. And I want to share what the impact was on that. And maybe it'll be of some use to you as well. Let me read that passage. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 7 and 8 reads like this, quote, Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. End quote. Now, having been in Christ for five decades, and having had the privilege now to be involved in some level of pastoral care towards others in the last uh, two and a half decades, um, I had to pause and ask myself, am I been or am I now or have I been a leader that others could imitate in my faith? He tells us, remember your leaders. These, this is a church in crises. The writer to the Hebrews is writing to the church uh, uh, made up largely of Jewish Christians who have been gone to experience a lot of persecution, alienation, and even rejection by their families and the community, the Jewish community, for confessing Jesus Christ. And some of them are being tempted to revert back to Judaism in order to recover what they've lost. And so to a people in crises, he's telling them, remember your leaders. It, it can be done. It, it, look to your leaders and see that they are people who are finishing the race, finishing the course. The Christian life begins by the Spirit, we walk by the Spirit, and we continue to finish the race by grace. The same grace that started us into the Christian life will help us finish the Christian life. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Now, we have a lot of leaders today who speak the word of God to us. I mean, social media is filled with any number, countless number, of men and women who claim to speak the word of God to you. The question in this passage, however, is, can we consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith? I had a, a Bible college professor that I respected and became friends with, in fact, and some 10 years after I graduated, I heard that he had fallen into some kind of serious sexual sin, and there was a great scandal in his church as a result. I felt compassion for him. I prayed for him. I don't know if he would ended up in jail or not, possibly. But he turned out to be a leader that spoke the word of God to me, but a leader in whom I couldn't um, trust to offer a pattern of faith that I could imitate. So we have all kinds of leaders these days speaking the word of God to us. Now, I've had some good men and women in my life that I'm so grateful for. 
people that I highly respect to this day. But sadly, I'd have to say that they are in the minority. The majority of leaders that I've crossed paths with over the last 50 years, quite frankly, are not people that I would want to follow or imitate their way of life. So there's two things involved here in a leader. First of all, they speak the word of God to you and they have a way of life that has a godly outcome. Let me say that again. A true leader is somebody who not only speaks the word of God to you, but has a integration of character with that word, same word of God, so that their way of life and their outcome of their life is something we can look to and imitate. We know, for instance, in 1 Corinthians 11, Paul encouraged the uh, Corinthians to follow his example. He says, uh, let me turn there real quick. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. That's the crux of the matter. We're not looking for people who are innately good people. We're looking at people. We're looking for leaders who follow the example of Christ. We're looking for leaders who not only speak the word of God to us, preach the gospel of Christ, but they're bearing in their own uh, behavior and conduct and character the life of Christ as well. And of course. This all points back to the fact that it is Jesus himself that we imitate. He tells us in John chapter 15, just prior to his suffering, he says, Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey you also. And that's the second time that Jesus said this in the upper room. The first time was verse 16 of chapter 13 in our record. He says, Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So what kind of leaders do we want to imitate? We have to be careful that we're not just imitating those or offering our support and, and applause and, and devotion to leaders who simply preach the word of God to us, speak the word of God to us, but whom we can't dare to imitate. Even some of the best expositors of the word of God in our country today Frankly, I'd, I'm not sure they're men that I'd want to imitate the outcome of their life, their way of life. And that just breaks my heart. And it also puts me on my knees praying that I will be, to whatever degree that I can be of service to the church, that I will not only speak the Word of God, that I will live the Word of God. So that maybe somebody who's new to the faith, who's just getting started, can find in me some way to some model of a way of life and an outcome of my life that they can imitate. 
That's a great responsibility. It's like being a parent. Being a leader in the church is like being a parent. Children learn best from what they see, not just what they hear. So I just wanted to share that with you. I want to encourage you that if you have been abused, if you've been disappointed, if you've been scandalized by certain Christian leaders in your life, that that's sadly not uncommon. There is recovery available. You can recover from that. That is not the norm. That is not a Christian experience. That is an experience that uh, in which evil, Satan himself, was able to seduce a leader into acting out in such a way that was destructive and anti-Christian. And so you can set that aside, you can see it for what it was, and then begin to recover yourself from whatever that abuse was. Of course, I don't know what that is for you. Uh, some of it is um, uh, some of it is stems from even the neglect, somebody who just neglected to offer pastoral care, or somebody who verbally abused you, all the way to somebody who uh, sexually assaulted you or um, uh, robbed you of your money some charlatan, or worse. But whatever's happened, understand that is evil. That is, appears to be a victory for Satan. But it's not. We can set that aside. There is healing. There is good counseling available. It may not be everywhere in every other counselor's office. There's a lot of bad counselors too. But there is healing, and God cares about that. He cares about you. If you've suffered at the hands of Christian leaders, there is recovery available. And may the Lord give you the grace, the strength, and the recovery necessary to go on to be a leader, perhaps yourself, to offer the comfort with which you too are comforted, as Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and that the God of comfort as he heals you, will enable you to be a leader and have an outcome of the way of your life that somebody else, too, someday can imitate. Amen.